Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh my goodness. Hi. Hello. Yes, this is really happening. (laughs) I know sometimes I take much-needed breaks from the podcast, and sometimes I pop back in without warning. So, surprise, we're back again. And this time, we're going to do things a little differently around here. Actually, a lot differently. So, I'll start with the part that hasn't changed. My name is Jackie Nurse. You may also know me as Traveling Jackie. And unless you're new here... I think you also know that, wow, I started this podcast nine years ago, nine years of sharing inspiring and adventurous travel content with you. And a lot of you have been with me since then, or even before then, when I had just started my first travel website. And yeah, that was like three lifetimes ago for me. Nine years is a long time to do anything. But here's the cool thing. And if you are new here or new-ish, welcome And let me be the first to tell you and warn you that what you are tuning into right now is so much more than a podcast and has been for many years now. In 2016, just two years after I started this show, I started inviting you, my podcast listeners, to join me in the real world, traveling to epic corners of our planet to explore together. And a magical thing was born, which eventually became known as Jump Adventures. And it's jump because I believe in taking leaps into the big, scary things in life. And as we must remember, it is us. It is you who takes the leap into travel, into podcasting, into anything that gives you that nervous, scary feeling in your stomach and usually leaves you with rewards unending, right? I created Jump Adventures because you guys are as real as I am, not just a voice or an ear on the other end of the line or a number of a download. You are real live people. I've met many of you and traveled with you, and you are real, and so am I, and I have loved getting to know you guys over the years. Jump Adventures real-life trips are part of the reason that breaks from producing this podcast are necessary because I personally would rather spend time in in real time with you than just being a voice on the other end of your headphones. Um, That's one of the hardest parts about podcasting for me is that it feels so one way, like lacking real connection. And in the eight years that I've been doing trips with you guys, we've now done 17 trips to seven countries with over 150 of you real-life podcast listeners, and we have over a 30% repeat rate. Remember when I warned you? 
It's because we've created a very cool thing here. It's called community, by the way. You guys are always invited to join us because I literally created these trips for you, my podcast listeners. So please come get in the loop at jumpadventures.com. Anyway, deep breath. Today, I'm taking a page out of my own book and taking a giant leap right in front of your ears because today we are announcing and implementing the next big thing around here. And this next big thing follows the vein of celebrating the fact that we are all real people. And it turns out we have a lot of fun when we come together, regardless of the destination. So we're creating yet another way for us to hang out in real time. But this time I'm coming to you. I've created a new version of podcasting in the jump arena, and it's already happening. You're tuning in right now to the very first of these new style episodes. I'm calling them pod chats. Essentially, I'll be hosting and creating the same inspiring travel conversations that I historically have done for this podcast. But going forward, and here's where it gets scary and exciting, I'll be hosting and recording these conversations in front of a live audience. What? (laughs) Yes. You, you who are listening on the other end of the line right now, you are as much a part of this podcast as I am right? Um, Hello, what is a podcast without its listeners? Truthfully. So why not find a solution to the one-way lack of connection thing and just invite you on in to the inside? Enter Podchats. So the way these go is that we all come together at a scheduled time. First, I host a podcast segment. That's what you're about to hear, by the way. Today, we have featured guests Ashley and Alicia, who were with me on a self-guided bike tour in Sardinia. We went there on our own after our Jump Adventures trip in Jordan. So that's what we're going to get into today on the podcast segment. But what you won't hear today is the second part of the pod chat, which I feel is where the real magic happens when we open up the conversation to those who are live in attendance, where we host a Q&A that leads into a deeper dive of the topic and conversation according to what the participants who are there want to hear. It's super cool. We tried this out for the first time a couple weeks ago with a small group of my most recent Jump Adventures participants just to test everything out and make sure that it is actually a good idea and a fun idea. And holy goodness, you know, I'm going to be honest. I was super anxious the day of this first pod chat. I was nervous. I mean, this is a brand new idea. I had no idea how it would go, who would decide to come, how I would do as a no longer alone in my kitchen with the ability to edit things out (laughs) podcaster. But wow, I needn't have worried. You guys, as always, showed up for me, for the podcast, for each other. Those of you who were there live brought just the right amount of enthusiasm and energy and encouragement to just knock it out of the park. And that is exactly what we did. I was buzzing. I was high on life when that first event was over. I could have kept going. I loved it, Uh, which is really important because we're going to keep doing this. And I'm going to tell you more about how it went and what participants said about it and how you can join us for the next one, which is the most exciting part. Uh, Not to mention that the next one is going to be quite a special subject for me personally, but I'll tell you more about all of that after Alicia and Ashley and I chat all things bike touring across Sardinia. So what you heard at the very beginning of this episode were sounds from Sardinia. Birds singing in the forest, waves lapping onto my toes on a beach, and the ever-present sound of glasses clinking in cheers at cafes. 
Um, wherever you are right now, you might want to pause this and grab a glass of wine or an Aperol spritz maybe, or perhaps even some pasta because your ears are going to Italy and your taste buds might get jealous. Just saying. Here we go. So begins the first official hot chat with Jump Adventures. So Alicia, what is it that you're doing here? First of all, Dobro Utro. <laughs> if you know, you know. Never forget. <laughs> um, <laughs> Croatia. Homage to Croatia. So I signed up for Jordan. It was my third jump trip. Well, technically my second because Ecuador was not a jump trip. That was traveling. Jackie is hosting trips now. So Ecuador was what? 2018. Mm-hmm. And then I was a longtime blog blog reader and then a, a podcast listener went to Ecuador. Absolutely loved it. Met Carly there also. And then a few years later, finally got a chance to do another trip. And that was Croatia. And again, just loved it so much. And that was my husband's first trip to come on with uh, with me. And so he fell in love with it, of course. And then, of course, we were, I, after Ecuador, yeah, after Ecuador was when you went to Jordan the first time. And for the last five mm-hmm. years, I was like, host Jordan again. Jackie, when are you hosting Jordan again? Can we go back to Jordan? Can you go back to Jordan? And so finally, I think enough people asked you that, that you were like, I'm hosting Jordan again. And so it was a no brainer. We had to go. Um, and now I want to go back and I'm, I'm Jackie, let's do Jordan part two. Can we go see more of Jordan? And where are you, Alicia? Where in the world is Alicia today? I am in Northern Virginia, kind of outside of Washington, D.C. Thank you for that. Uh, Ashley. Well, I'm tuning in from North Carolina, Ocean Isle Beach to be exact. And yeah, I remember hearing about the Jordan trip, the original one, and seeing it. And I don't know if the timing of when the trip was didn't work out or something. I think it was just like a busy time of work or I couldn't get time off. So I couldn't go. And since then, I'd been interested in, in going there. So when you came back with it, I was, you know, one of the first people to sign up because, you know, it filled so fast. And yeah, I just have been wanting to visit that part of the world and had wanting been wanting to go on a trip of yours. And yeah, it just looks super fun. So this trip started out as an idea. And um, I wanted to talk a little bit about that because the reason that this trip even happened, the Sardinia bike tour, is because of base camp. And so I, we will explain more of what base camp is um, later for those who don't know. But we came together in the Jordan group, which is why that was relevant, to talk about what's happening pre-trip, post-trip. And there were some posts about people's ideas of where they were going to go before and after the Jordan trip. And I thought... I might as well throw my idea out there because at this point I was going by myself and I said, I want to do a bike trip somewhere in Europe in the sun after Jordan. And both of you guys were like, me, where are you going? I'm in, which I thought was amazing. Like I was pinching myself that the creation of Basecamp was working even for me, like bringing travel people together for our common interests. And look at this, we formed our little trio we looked at a couple of different islands, I believe, in the Mediterranean and finally agreed on this trip to Sardinia. And so I want to know, since you guys haven't necessarily, you haven't, you hadn't done a self-guided 
bike trip before, right? No. Okay. What were you expecting? What did you think we were signing up for? Like, what were the parts that you knew were going to happen? Well, I had done the Croatia bike trip before. And that, of course, was your trip with a group. We had two guides and a whole group of us. So I knew it was going to be a little different than that. I didn't really know what to expect with it being self-guided with just the three of us. And I kind of, I was hoping that we would definitely have time to just take literally all day to bike because I get so distracted and I just want to talk to people and pet dogs and all the things. And in Croatia, we definitely like had a little bit of a timeline because we needed to meet our boat again so that we could sail to the next island. So I was hoping that you guys also had the same thought of like, let's just be leisurely. But I was a little bit like, oh, maybe they're just not as distractible as me. And they just want to like kind of do the ride and then, you know, get it done with for the day. So I will say that I was very happy that when I say we took all day to get somewhere, <laughs> we maybe got five minutes into a ride and we were like, oh, coffee. And then 10 minutes later, <laughs> oh, beautiful view. Let's stop and sit on this beach. And so for me, I was pleasantly surprised and happy about that sense of like, literally it is self-guided. We had nobody keeping a timeline. It was, we could do what we wanted. And that was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. That's definitely a free, a free feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I had any expectations going into it. It's like, okay, we have a map that's provided to us, all the hotels, everything is figured out for us. So it felt just really easy and I didn't really have to think much about it. It was like, okay, I just got to make sure that, you know, physically being on the bike every day, like that's going to be okay. That was actually what I was the most worried about of just not having practiced being on my bike much before that. And really this was like my third time getting on a bike that year or this year. So I was more just trying to mentally prepare myself for that. And I hadn't done any kind of bike any tour kind of before, button. guided or self-guided. Mm-hmm. I hadn't done anything like it. So like multi-day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you chose a regular bike. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah. Which is a big deal. Alicia had an e-bike and the two of us were on regular bikes. And I know you uh, expressed a little bit of concern about that. But how did that go for you, Ashley? Were you happy with that choice? Yeah, I was really happy to have the regular bike. There, the hills though, those were the challenge for sure. Like I, you know, had to get off my bike a few times and walk my bike up to the top of the hill. Cause I was like, I just can't do it. I need yeah. to get off this thing and just walk it. And yeah, cause it felt like so steep in some parts, but, um, yeah, for the most part it was good. My legs were a bit tired, but no, I made it through. I'm only laughing. Cause I know we're going to tell that story later because that's, <laughs> that's quite a memory. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the memory of this because it was pretty intense, but we're going to get to that one in a little bit. Um, yeah. So what did it look like? Well, one of you kind of maybe outline like what it was that we did and how long it took and, and where we got to go. It was what, six days, I believe that we had a route. Of biking, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Six days of biking. A couple time, a couple of the days were just loops, so we stayed in the same hotel two nights in a row for a couple of them. And yeah, most of it was along the coastline in the southern part of Sardinia. We did some inland rides, but for the most part, it was there was like nothing around. There was very few people, very few villages. 
couple of the villages we passed through were pretty deserted. So I really feel like we really got to see like the true, like non-touristic part for the most part in Sardinia, which was awesome. Yeah. And it's just so beautiful. Anything you want to add to that, Alicia? That was pretty good. Just like an outline. We were on this tiny little part part of Sardinia too. In fact, Mm -hmm. On the first day, we had two ferries to islands that I didn't even know existed before that, (laughs) like before that day. Like I knew that they were in the itinerary and I knew we'd have to figure out our ferry tickets, which ended up being super straightforward. And we got really lucky with the timing. (laughs) But I mean, I'd never even heard of San Santiago before that, before that trip. And that was like my favorite part. Me too. That was my favorite. But it was funny because it's like everybody knew of Italy. And then we would I would say, oh, I'm going to Sardinia. And they would be like, oh, that's a really small island. Like, isn't that part of Italy or like whatever? And then to go further removed to an island off of the island, it just felt like literally nobody I know has been here or heard of this place. And it was just so cool. And I loved riding around that island. It was so cool. And like uh the place that we stayed. So awesome there. Yeah. Yeah. I like to say, in in case anybody still doesn't know where Sardinia is, I like to say that. So Italy looks like a boot and the soccer ball that it's kicking is Sicily. And I, and I I just say like the hacky sack that's up in the air, (laughs) that's Sardinia. So it's, it's actually, if you went across, what's that direction? East, you would hit Tuscany. You would hit Tuscany and just North of Sardinia is Corsica, which is French. Those are only separated by like 40 miles or something. Um, And so it's just out there in the middle of the Mediterranean. We learned some amazing things about Sardinia too, like how they've been parts of different empires along the way. And they have their own language there called Sardo. And it's like a mix between Italian and Spanish and Latin because it's a remnant of all of these different empires that they've been part of. And yet there are villages on the interior that can't even communicate with the people on the outside because they've never been conquered. And so they have just their own thing going on. There's so much more to Sardinia. Like, don't you guys feel like we just need to go back and keep going? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> sort of a tiny corner. It was just such a small island. But then once we got there cycling on it, I'm like, we've only done this little part of the Southern coast. I feel like I just want to keep doing the whole thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next Jackie trip. I know when we first signed up, <laughs> right. when we first signed up for this trip, I thought we were going to be doing like a tour of Sardinia. Like I didn't know. I didn't really know. And now to look at the map, it was like this tiny corner. And this is the beauty of what we did about this bike travel. Because even in like the tiniest corner of a place, you find incredible places that you didn't know existed. And I personally think that Italy is full of this. I think Italy, the magic of Italy really lies in the small villages in between the iconic cities. Because the, there's so many medieval medieval cities with walls, the wine, the people, the food varies so much by region. Um, and we really got to experience little slices of all of that while we were in Sardinia. So we've talked a little bit about what we were expecting and kind of how the trip went. And I would love for us to share some stories about what we weren't expecting because I feel like every day something happened that just made us go, what? Like just wild uh, experiences. And so... I think Alicia's going to start us off on this one. Yeah. So when we got picked, we, we started off in this, this city, I guess, on Sardinia called Cal- Cagliari. <laughs> I've learned how to say it. Cagliari. Yeah. <laughs> Cal- yeah. Cagliari. Cagliari. We had our overnight. 
there. And the next morning we were getting picked up by um, somebody with this uh, cycling group that we used. And so his name was Alessandro <laughs> and he picked us up in the morning. Loads, we had his bikes in the van, picks us up, gets our bags, drives us across the Island to where we were starting. So we're in the van with him for like an hour, hour and a half, whatever. Um, and then we bid our adieu to him and we're never going to see him again. So we start off and we have a couple days into our ride. And I think it was like halfway through, right? Like our third day, fourth day, something like that. Yeah. He and I go off on our ride. Ashley had to stay back and she was going to get some work done. So we go off on our ride and we kind of amended the ride a little bit that day. We had our trail, but didn't we kind of just kind of go off and, and do a little extra loop or something like that where we were, I, I, I we don't even like, remember. We made like a lollipop instead of just doing some weird loop or whatever. And yeah. then, cause we found, we wanted, That's right. we desperately wanted pasta. And so we're like, we're going to go get pasta for lunch. We look at the map. There's nothing around, but we find this little town. So we amended yeah. our route to stop in this town to get pasta. We're like, all right, this place looks good. They have what we want. So we go off on our ride and we're riding through this little random village and I'm saying to Jackie, I'm like, doesn't this seem like one of those little places where you would just see like a Nona sitting outside selling olive oil and saying like, oh, come in and taste it or something. And so Jackie goes, let's manifest that. We want to be invited somewhere to eat something or drink something. And so we joked around and we continue our ride. We loop around and we're coming back toward the town where we found the restaurant on the map. And we start to go down this hill to get there. And then Jackie stops and she's like, this is a steep hill and it's going to take us on this like random way. Why don't we turn back, cut through the town. We'll be there in five minutes. We're like, okay. So we turn around, we go back up, we go on this main road and we get into the town. And as we're biking into the town, this van pulls up next to me and I'm like, okay, creep. (laughs) And I look to the side and it was Alessandro. And we were like, what? It was so random because we were not in Cagliari. We were not in Nebada where he dropped us. We were in some random little town that wasn't even on our route. And he happened to be driving by and he stops and he's like, oh my gosh, you got, he, he immediately knew it was us. And then says, I'm coming over here. Can I buy you a coffee? I'm going to this place. And the place he pointed to was the restaurant that we picked out on the map that we were going to for the pasta. And I tell you, this was like a tiny blip of a town on the map. Like you wouldn't, it wasn't even on our route. And so we lock up the bikes. We go in with him. He buys us a coffee. He's there for literally five minutes to drink his espresso, chat with us, take a selfie. And then he's out the door. And we were like, the timing for this to have had to work out that we changed parts of our route. And we even came to this town in the first place. And the timing to be here for the five minutes he was going to be here to get his little coffee was insane. And so then we ended up having our pasta lunch there. And it was probably our favorite meal of the trip. Because for me, I kept getting ravioli everywhere. And that ravioli was good. And then what you, whatever you got, the salmon pasta thing, you oh said it goodness. was chef's kiss. Best but one I've ever yes. had in my life. Yeah. It was so weird. And it's just one of those random magical travel moments, like serendipitous moments that you can't plan. You don't even, you couldn't have even dreamed up that we would have seen him again, you know? And so it was just, it was yeah. so funny. And I don't know. We just, and our wish came true because we our were, wish to be invited, invited in. in. To he invited something. us in for a drink. 
<laughs> it's just not it's, the way we were thinking, but it's not a no no, we but it was like pinching each other. Yeah. It was just Alexander, so funny. We never could have yeah. planned it. That never, was such a good moment. You know, we just like the whole time we just kept smiling, like through lunch and our whole ride back. We were like, what? Of all people. So anyway, it was just of all people. Funny things. I love it. That was it was a dream come true. And that pasta at that place, my favorite Italian dish ever is penne al salmone. And it's like this salmon penne, like kind of creamy. Oh my goodness, the amount of butter that they put in. <laughs> I am gonna dream about this meal for the rest of my life. It was so good. And that place was so unassuming. But that was a great day. That was a great day. The name of the town that we were in. Like it was just this boop, I couldn't either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah crazy <laughs> story i love i love how you told that thank you for bringing us back there because that was such a good moment yeah. <laughs> I love that. now i really want ravioli though mm. <laughs> <sighs> okay ashley i know you have a good story for us so let's hear let's hear it yeah it was the last day of our ride so this sticks out the most for me because Going into it, this was going to be the longest day. So it had the most kilometers. I think it was like 40 or 50, something like that. So I was already a little bit nervous about the length. And we had just been biking for what, five or this was maybe our sixth day. So we had already been biking for five days and the weather just looked iffy. We'd had beautiful days up until this point, but then the weather forecast was going to be rain and it looked a little stormy. And with the mountains, you just can't really tell where the like rain is going to hit. Although Alicia is a former meteorologist. So she was trying to find like the best radars and like, look at the best sites to figure out like, okay, is it going to be safe to be on the roads with whatever storms might be happening? So we actually ended she up nailed with, it too. Yeah. It was awesome. I'm like, wow, we should always have a meteorologist around. This is great. <laughs> yeah. I'm available for hire. <laughs> I think about all the time when we're having storms here and I'm like man if only Alicia could just tell me to like this storm isn't a big deal or if it is going to be a big deal you know um because I really don't like thunderstorms they freak me out but yeah so that day with the weather just like not being we're just couldn't be certain by the time we got to the furthest point on the route we're just gonna have to basically turn around and go back we ended up modifying it and deciding to take a little shortcut and so with with the roads in sardinia you can't really anticipate what they're going to look like it's just on the map it might look a little bit windy don't really know if there's going to be elevation or whatnot so we're like okay well this will get us to where we want to go at a decent time and we'll we'll skip the rain that might be happening over there so uh we were all okay and decides to do that and then it turned into mostly gravel and i i am not a comfortable rider on gravel i have a road bike at home i have like i'm just not like really comfortable on how to steer a bike if it slips and stuff like that and yeah these bikes were like a hybrid so they had a little bit thicker tires so they could handle that stuff but i just didn't expect it to be so much gravel and yeah, so we start on the gravel road and I'm really just like, ugh, okay, guys, like I can do it. I really don't want to, but I'm like nervous the whole time. I'm like in the back, you guys are like off, like having fun. And I'm just like, oh my God, this gravel is 
was just making me so nervous. And then it's like through very country, like there's no town, there's barely any houses. It's just like farms and fields and, you know, passing through like small, like uh, just people's residences, but we didn't really see any people. And then there's this huge ass hill ahead of us. And this is the route we chose. We can't turn back now. So it's kind of like, okay, we just have to go for it, even though we don't know how much longer it's going to be like that. That was the second time. There was one other time on the trip I had to get off my bike and walk up the hill. But this one for sure was a monster and it just kept going forever. And Jackie, like seriously, like you guys pedaled all the way up to the top of that thing. I'm so proud of you guys. I could I could not do it. I was like, first off, gravel. No I, you bike. I did have an e-bike. Hey, it's but cool. I will tell you, that hill was so hard that even on the e-bike, I wanted to die. <laughs> So I give you both credit. Yeah. Lots of credit. Yeah. The gravel made it challenging, plus the steepness of it. And we were just going through where there were some homes where I'm always nervous of stray dogs. Like I just, I've been on a trip before where the dogs weren't that friendly. I don't, I'm, I like just, it makes me really nervous. So that was like added anxiety on top of like being in the middle of nowhere. I was like, what dogs are we going to pass that are going to come out and bark or attack us? That's like the thoughts that were going on in my head. So I just wanted to get out of there. We eventually did. We made it up the hill. And then we also had to go down gravel hills. That part, not very enjoyable as well. There was one part I like got off my bike and ran with it down. I was like, I would much rather run down this hill than bike down this hill. Um, but I, Felicia and I were like waiting for you around a corner and we're like, she's right behind us. We know she is. And she comes running around the corner. <laughs> it was so cute. But that, we didn't see any dogs that day. That's no, good. I could hear them though. I could hear dogs somewhere in the distance and it was freaking me out. Cause to me, I'm like, they don't, they're not used to people or strangers probably walking by their properties. Like to me, I'm like, these dogs are going to be guarding whatever it is. And I want to get as far away from them as possible. We didn't see anything, thank God. But (laughs) there was one incident later that day, we were on pavement, but we, instead of being on the main road, we were kind of on like a side road, which was part of the route. (laughs) Alicia, I saw the dogs, but they had a fence, but it was open. And (laughs) what did you say to me? I think you Alicia, like, you're muted. Ashley, don't mute look, yourself. just go. What I know. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say go? I don't even remember. Like I just, it was just like I go, Ashley, ride. Because yeah. they were running along the fence, and then all of a sudden there was just a big it was open, open section, and <laughs> the dogs came out. <laughs> So I booked it the fastest I think I ever I've did. I've never <laughs> seen Ashley move so fast. Like all of a sudden, Ashley was like lightning speed. <laughs> like turbo oh, mode. So and she's like, ooh. Wow, Alicia's come to me, baby. Like, hey. <laughs> anyway, they were That's huge white picture. dogs. You had, yeah. Yeah. If they were small but dogs, I'd be Ashley. like, okay. But big dogs, I, yeah. They were big. They were, they were big dogs. They were. Yeah. Everything was fine. I wasn't sure we were going to have Alicia with us after that. <laughs> Ashley, let's just go. <laughs> Alicia's like, save yourselves. I'm going to get me some puppies. <laughs> I think she had out the back of the bike. Yeah. <laughs> she did. 
But Ashley, you, you brought these up because you were talking about facing your fears. So what did mm-hmm. that do for you? All of that. Yeah. I felt really proud of myself for just pushing through. It was like, okay, like I can do this. Like, it's not a big deal. I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to die. That's like the kind of thoughts that go through my head of like, what if I fall? What if I break an arm? What if I break a leg? I have like these really weird, like fears of physical, like getting physically hurt. So stuff like that. I'm just like, what if this is the day, you know? So yeah, reminds me like, okay, you can do hard things, even if it's something you're scared of, you know, it's like, you just give it a try. And I had you guys, if I was alone, I would not have, I would not have done that route, gone that way if I was alone for hundred percent now. But with you guys there, I felt much more safe and supported and you guys were cheering me on, even though I was just kind of grumpy and just <laughs> not enjoying it so much from the moment. <laughs> I felt a little grumpy. I was like, oh, why are we doing this? I don't remember any of us actually getting grumpy. Maybe it was all in my head and I was just like, okay. I know you hated the gravel though. And the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Mm-hmm. Like, but good job. You totally just... did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was funny. It was so good. But hey, if I mean, I, I understand. You yeah. did it. You have every right to feel afraid of those big dogs. Yeah. Yeah. We all have our fears. We all have our fears that we need to face. We all have our things. So good job. I'm still proud Mm -hmm. of you for that. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. I hope I can do this story justice because you guys just told such good stories, but okay. So there was one day, I don't even remember which day it was the last day. No, it was like a couple days from the last day. So somewhere in the middle we had on the itinerary, it said, pack a lunch because you're not going to be passing through towns on this day. And there's not a lot of shade. And like, so we were like, okay, we're going to be like out there in the elements. Like we need to pack up. We need. And so we get out there, we're on this ride. And I had seen on my map that we're kind of skirting this little village kind of near the beginning of the ride. And I was like, guys, let's just go into this little village and see if we can find an open cafe. Like I need a coffee because it was still before noon, like, let's go grab a coffee. Let's have a break. Let's have a snack. We're like 10 minutes into our ride. And so we pull into this, we go off the route. We go into this little village, which was ostensibly abandoned. Like there are no people, no vehicles, everything is shut. And there's this piazza that's like this medieval like village. And there was the restaurant that I had seen on Google Maps <laughs> and the door was shut. I was like, well, I'm just going to go try it. And I opened the door and like all the lights are off. So I step inside and I let it slam like loudly behind me so that if anyone's around, they might come out. And it worked. This guy comes out of the back and he's like, ciao, like whatever, you're welcome. We're open. And so I get the girls and we go inside. And we're sitting there having our coffee and we decide to open the window and I walk up to the window and I'm just like leaning out the window with my coffee in the sunshine. And all of a sudden, these guys show up on bikes, just like us. And one of the guys gets off the bike and comes over to the window where I'm in the window, like looking like Rapunzel. I don't know. And he goes, Ciao, io sono Marco, io cerco, blah, blah, blah. He's looking for someone. And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, he's here inside. Like, it was open. Come on in. Also, I don't work here. And so he's like, oh, so sorry. Like, so he comes in and they do their thing. And we're not really paying attention to what these guys are doing. 
And we finish our coffee and we go back outside and we're getting geared up to continue on our way. We got to get back out onto the route and like find where we're going that day. And these guys, the guys come running up to us, like running, like, well, riding. One of them's on their bike. They like come up to us and they're like, so we're doing this photo shoot for this bike company. And the woman that was with us got sick. And it's just been us dudes in every single photo. Would you guys mind being in a photo with us? Because here you are, gorgeous females on your bikes, you know? And we're like, well, sure. Why not? Like, we have five minutes to do a photo shoot with you, whatever. And so we get on our bikes and we like ride across the piazza. We ride back across the piazza, like just a couple times as they're taking photos. And so anyway, so we we like chat with these guys for a few minutes and then we're on our way. Right. And we leave. And I, I'm like, Oh, well, I forgot the part where I know the owner of the company that they were working for, which was pretty funny because I have met him in my travels. He's like, okay, now I feel even better for helping them because this is a, this is my industry, right? This is like what we do. So we get on our way and I'm thinking, shoot, I should have given him a business card, like so that we could have contacted each other, whatever. And we, we are, then we go to Chernobylville. Remember when we went to that other abandoned village? This is like two abandoned villages this day. And Alicia called it Chernobyl because this one was like weed overgrown. Like, anyway, this has nothing to do with the story. It was just Everyone's a funny, like, where we... is abandoned. <laughs> it's really not. I know. No, it's not. It's really it's just, not. It was, it was just the time. I think it was, it was Fiesta, Fiesta. And it was just, the town was dead in that sense. But yes, we called it yeah. Chernobyl. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, again, had nothing to do with the story. It was just funny. But so then we continue on and we're, we're, we've decided that before we get to where we're going this day, we're going to detour and go find this winery. And so we go off road. Ashley gets nervous because we're on dirt and she's like, not feeling good about going off the path. And Alicia and I like, we got this. We're good. And we're going. And all of a sudden, this white van, like we're on this tiny narrow road, which is barely big enough for our bikes. And this white van starts driving towards us. We haven't seen anybody. We hadn't seen anyone. No people on this day. Like literally we're just in Chernobyl. Like there's no people. And except flamingos. We saw flamingos that day. We saw wildlife, but that was it. And this van starts driving towards us. So we like all pull over as much as we can into a a vineyard. Like literally there's just grapes. And it's these guys who we just saw like two hours before they were heading towards us. I was like, dude, I was just going to, I was just saying, I should have given you a card. I get out my business card, give it to him. He's like, yeah, I live in Pula. You guys are at, like, we told him we're ending our bike tour in Pula. He's like, call me when you get there. We'll go out for a drink. I was like, cool. All right. So, so random because this is the second time now, Alicia's story was the first time that we were totally off of our path. Like we went out of our way to find this winery and we came across these guys again for the second time, which was just like meant to be because the story continues. We get to the winery, the winery, I have to tell the story, even though it's a tangent, the winery's closed, even though it said it was open. (laughs) And we had in one of our panniers, like a little box, a box. This is this is sacrilege in Italy. We drank a bo- a box of wine, a tiny one that the three of us shared on the lawn at the winery, which probably had really good wine, but we weren't able to taste it that day. And that was the day that we were also threatened by the robo mower. And I don't know if you guys are watching my Instagram story about that, but that day, if you saw it, that was that day. 
but yeah, we had to like escape from the robo mower. There was a dog. There was a guy there who worked there who was super nice. And anyway, so we drink the cardboard box of wine on the Italian winery lawn and finish our ride. We have like two more days. We get to Pula. I got to wrap the story up. And we end up calling this guy, Marco. And he comes and meets us, has a drink with us. And as we're chatting with him, we're telling him that Alicia and I are, Ashley was going to stay an extra day in this town. This is our last day. Alicia and I are having trouble figuring out exactly how to get to the airport. We're like 45 minutes away. And he's like, oh, what time do you have to be there? And we tell him, he's like, I have to be at a meeting 10 miles from the airport right at that time. And we're like, what? He's like, I'll take you. So we end up not only with a new friend from Abandonville, I couldn't tell you the name of that town either, that we ran into twice and was able to connect with because I was able to actually give him my business card and connect with him in his town where he lives. And then we got a ride from the airport in the end. And that sort of thing is so, is, it's like such a travel story. It's such a travel story mm-hmm. because you can't plan it. And yet we have new friends. We had a ride to the airport. We took him to pizza that night. We were so excited. It was a good time. Yeah. And with that, we should wrap up this part of it. But I wanted to ask you, how about three words or 30 seconds of what it is about bike touring that is so incredibly special that's unlike any other type of travel that makes you love it? I can do 30 seconds because three words is not enough. I can say that I love... I'm not a city person. So for me, like getting to go through these little towns and like meeting new people. And as an introvert, I turn into a travel extrovert. So I want to use my language skills and talk to everybody. I want to talk to all the dogs and pet them all. I want to see new things. Everything is different. You can just literally go and stop and go and stop. You're not in a car. You don't need a parking lot. You can just pull off the side of the road. You can pull off to the sidewalk. We met Dante, the dog who was hanging out the window in that town. Like you can stop and pet all the dogs uh, on a bike that you can't do in a car, but you can cover more ground than if you're walking. So it's like such a happy medium. I love it so much. I want to bike tour all the things. I'm trying to plan a solo one now that you try to convince me to do it. And I'm trying to get John to do another one with me. And I'm going to do another one with you guys. And I love bike tours. I love biking. It's so much fun. It's a great way to travel. Also Dante. Dante. And Dante was in a window. He was literally like hanging out a window, a big black lab hanging out a window. We had to stop and meet Dante. And the neighbor like rode by. She's like, that was, that's Dante. It was so amazing. We love Dante. Ashley. Uh, For me, I think it's really, it's special because you get to stop in all these in-between places. You probably would pass by if you're on a car or you wouldn't think to stop because you're probably going a further distance trying to get from A to B and you just don't have the time. And also it's just really fun. I didn't, this was my first experience doing it and I can't wait to do more. There's so many out there. I never realized. And yeah, I think it's a really great and special way to see a place like more like the locals Mm -hmm. and just a little bit more off the beaten path. And like we said, we created our own paths on certain days. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we did. I love that. That's Don. If you guys are watching this, that's Dante in the window. I mean, I I just you can't make this stuff up. Like this is why this is why this is why you walk. This is why you bike. This is why you get out of your vehicle and travel. I will just piggyback on both of those things that you guys said. That I feel immersed. Like 
there's a different feeling when, when you can feel the sun on your skin and you can smell, I think it was the first day I felt like we could smell Mm. the sunshine. It was like eucalyptus and mint and like kind of herby and just amazing. And we were just so in it. And when you have time to slow down and meet these people and these dogs, like this is where the magical stories happen. And honestly, like that is what keeps me doing bike tours every single year because I, I'm obsessed. I love them. So um, with Remember that... We pick the figs from the fig tree because we like drove by the fig tree yeah. and we were like, you turn, yeah. let's go pick. We couldn't reach them. Yeah. But it's just like stupid things like that where I'm like, literally exactly. I will now... I made a surface pattern of figs because I thought of our fig tree. And that was like mm. the honor of our trip because I'm like, mm-hmm. we tried to pick figs. I don't know. It's like silly. Mm-hmm. I'll always see a fig and think of drive, like biking through that little spot where we just u turns. I love that. Alicia is an artist. So that's, I bet your art is much more full when you're exposed to the elements than if you were in a vehicle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. With that, I want to thank you both so much for joining me for that portion of this, because this part is going onto the podcast. So thank you so much for your stories and for joining me. And um, yeah, with that, we're going to switch gears and turn our attention to the live audience that is here that has been here listening to us this whole time. I see in this chat, do you see this? Okay. (laughs) We're going to cut it right there because like I said, the chat part of the pod chat kept going after this and we were able to do a QA and a with our fellow Jump Adventures participants in attendance and dive even deeper into biking in Sardinia. And there were some funny things going on in the chat and we told more stories and we answered questions like about how our luggage was transported, um, what company we used to book the trip, what we would change, what we would keep the same about our itinerary, you know, just extra stuff like that, travel stuff. We all love it. Um, But that part is exclusive to live participants only. So now I get to tell you about how you get to be part of this if you want to join us going forward, because obviously (laughs) the verdict was a resounding yes, that this is a super great new way to do the podcast. In fact, Randy, who was present for this first one, said, I'm dancing for joy. This is a very exciting format. Well, this lights me up and has me dancing in my seat too, Randy. So thank you for that. Um, So if you want to join us in real time, like backstage pass to jump podcast, it's never happened before, but it is happening now. It's very simple. There's going to be one pod chat per month going forward. And you can become a PodChat member for $10 a month at jumpadventures.com slash podchats. Once you sign up, you'll get immediate access to our PodChat space within Jump Basecamp, which I'll tell you more about in a minute if you aren't sure what that is. And inside the PodChat space, you'll see that you can actually watch the replay of this past one if you'd like, or in the future, any past PodChat replays will be there. And then As long as you're an active member, you'll have access to all future pod chats that you can simply RSVP to and join us. And I almost forgot, we are also going to do giveaways during every pod chat. So for this first one, we gave away a couple of hot off the press, brand new styles of jump hats. And those giveaways will change depending on the show. It's just an extra fun thing to look forward to. So again, when you join us live, 
for a pod chat. You get to watch the original podcast being recorded. You get access to me and other guests during our chat segment that follows. Uh, plus, you'll have the chance to win fun things. Plus, who knows what else we might come up with? We are just getting started. It is really that simple. Jumpadventures.com slash podchats. And I feel like this is a good time to tell you that the next one will be on July 27th. This is 2023. And it is going to be quite special for me personally because I just moved into <laughs> a truck camper full time. Like I bought a slide in pop up truck camper that fits on the back of my beloved Toyota Tacoma. I am now living in it full time. <laughs> and I'm going to share all about my experience with that so far and what I plan to do with it, why I'm doing it. And all of that is going to be in the next episode. So bring your full time truck camper life questions. And those who are live will get the very first exclusive inside tour of the camper where I will actually be hosting the pod chat from if everything goes well. So if you want to join me and a bunch of other also real people, listeners who are just as cool as you are for pod chat number two, you know what to do now. Jumpadventures.com slash pod chats. Okay. So yes, pod chats are the next big thing for jump. And I'm so dang excited <laughs> to be getting these going, but I also promised you that I would explain what jump base camp is too. So allow me to introduce, if you haven't heard of it yet, the last big thing for jump, which is jump base camp. Jump base camp is our very own beautiful private corner of the internet, <clears throat> not Facebook, <laughs> where anyone who signs up for a jump trip is invited to gather and prepare for said adventure with resources and links and the ability to ask questions about the trip and connect with each other before traveling together. It is, for all intents and purposes, a virtual base camp. And we've seen a lot of success with it since we started it earlier this year. In fact, you heard me say earlier that this whole trip to Sardinia only existed because Ashley and Alicia and I were able to connect within our Jordan group in base camp. <laughs> yeah, just magic. So it's inside of base camp where we've added a new space to host these pod chats. The doors are open. Come on in. And speaking of signing up for jump trips, we are heading to Croatia for a bike and boat trip next month. It's this August 23 and Patagonia for a hiking and feasting adventure in December when it's summertime down south. And we have new destinations for 2024 launching in the next couple months. So if you want to join us in real life for adventures in fabulous places, please do. We have the most fun and you can find all of the aforementioned fun at jumpadventures.com. Okay, that was a lot. There is a lot to be excited about, though, so that's okay. Thank you so much for being here today. It's great to be back. It's nice to have you here, and I hope to see you very soon on the inside for the next one. Ciao for now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.